Oh, yeah. Tom sounds really healthy. <laughs> Mentally, maybe that maybe that announcement on the beach where he sounds like he's got clarity and he's he's uh, I, he's, he's saying they'll stay. Maybe we all should stay away from the television and get a until he gets on it because he's making like thirty well, million a shot. I'm, I'm sure gonna try Fox, to get clarity on the beach next week. So that, maybe what Tom is going, Derek, yeah. Brian, and I will call you next week and you'll be like, hey, you just have this oh, freshness. So yeah. Well, and I think for uh, a lot of people, we all come go about their own way, right? And I yeah. think for. Uh, I don't think four days in darkness would work for me, though. That I don't know. Maybe I, it would. Maybe no. a sweat lodge. It's been enough days in darkness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, living up here, no way. I mean, That's it's, true. It's, it's, it's a, I feel like I'm in that way all the time already. Yeah, I, I, it, Do you agree with what Tom Brady, just uh, his thoughts on this? Maybe uh, the world needs, you know, we need him and he's the greatest. I we know. don't need him. You know? I mean, I think, you know, is the league better? Is it having a talent like that out there? Probably. I I personally don't want to see him in another, as weird as it sounds, I don't want to see him in another uniform. I think it's kind of a shame that people jump, you know, more. I, I just, I think it's a, it's a neat thing when a guy can retire in the uniform of the team that drafted sure. him. But, I, I you know, because is it going to be the same? Is it going to be a Tom Brady Buccaneers situation? Will he have that type of impact? You know, if he, the Packers aren't going to trade him to anyone but in the AFC most likely. Well, yeah, and, I, I, and I don't know if is he, I mean, would you want to put up against uh, those three top quarterbacks in the AFC right and, now? No, not at all. There's there, there's there's a youth exuberance, and and there's all the you know. In fact, uh, for our tech club, text club today, three five two seven zero. If if Brad and Derek and I started a list of, and it was titled "Held on Too Long," you know, if we start a list that just said that's a good question, "Held on Too Long" from a, from a fan's perspective, you know, held on. Too long, you know. Also, in the montage, you heard Tiger Woods. You know, he's giving a, you know, he's he's back at it. And he's going to be golfing at the, at the the Genesis Invitational. This is at uh, Pacific Palisades in in California. If we listed at a list today, and then who would you put on the list uh, titled "Held On Too Long"? Miguel Sano. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, some no, people's but, some people's second year in the league might have been yeah, a held yeah. on too long. You know, you it's know? a good question because you don't. It's so hard to know. You know, Harmon Killaroot said he did. He should have not ever gone to the, you know, the Royals. Right. Um, so that's, you know, I think you see it a lot more in baseball, probably in other uh, other sports. Yeah. And I do think it's the reason that the steroid problem became about, right, is that these aging right, we wanted guys to, are like, We well, want to recover better and we want to. I got to stay in this thing, right? And so. No. Mm, I mean, we've always there, you know, you we, we've had shows where we've talked about that, that left too soon or that, that retired. You know, we can talk about Sandy Koufax and Barry Sanders and some mm-hmm. of that list of that we just didn't get enough of. You know, even on this day, right. the history of uh, on this day in 98 is when Dale Earnhardt Sr. won the Daytona 500. Then, unfortunately, three years later, tragically passed at the Daytona 500. I'd like to have seen what the Intimidator would have yeah. done on a couple of things. But, but from the category of sports... Mm. Held on too long. Question. Who's on your list? That is a really, really good question. Held on too, too long. long. Um, and 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 I know that within this, Brad and and the, you know, some some had to, you know, injuries force them into certain right. things. But I think it's so f- tough to gauge NFL players now because they just kind of drift away. They get cut and then they will oh. get picked up. I mean, you look at like Pat Williams, the force he was. Oh. His contract expired. Didn't get a sniff again. Once his contract expired, he just Boom. went away. God, and, and I just kind of wonder about guys like that. Did Brady hold on too long? Yeah, he about one year too. He should have left last okay. year. So, so we put Brady on that list. Yeah, one year too long. You go back to like Willie Mays, and he was with the Mets. Yep. 
That's, uh, he's probably the, I was great, thinking of that call. that he might be the top of the list. That's a right? good call. Ah, uh, Texter says Adrian Peterson. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, he tried. You know, he's just doing long. it because he had seventeen kids. Yeah, I mean, he had a lot he needed, of uh, he needed the money. Yeah. But uh, and, and maybe uh, we should maybe we should I'll de- give you another one. Define this because of talent. You know, body wasn't doing it. Wasn't doing it at the right. same rate. I'll yeah, give you. Is, I'll give you another one because he, he pitched for the Twins late in his career. Steve Carlton. Yeah, that's true. Well done. Yeah, what about the babe? Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, he could have. I mean, I guess. I mean, <laughs> none of us were running around in the twenties and. And whatnot on, on Phil the Hughes and fallen out. We might have a lot of uh, twins players that uh, maybe did a little. Keep going. It's a good call. That that is yeah. So the list is held on too long. I'm trying to let my mind because you mentioned that baseball is is we can go into that sport. Well, it's easier because the numbers are so clear, right? Yeah, it, right. You see the drop in the, the exactly. lack of production. Brett Favre, was he about a year too long? Hmm. One year too long. Although I think the dysfunction that Brad Childress created in that whole situation was a big problem. <laughs> well, there's that. Yeah. You know, and I. You know, the other thing that led to Brett Favre not having as good of a year, I, I really think did make a difference, is that whole game that Sidney Rice's agent played and screwed Ooh, up his career, oh. you know, not having the surgery right after the season. And then, you know, that was a bad move by everyone because Sidney Rice was a big part of it. So they tried to replace yeah. him with Randy Moss. Man. And then Randy Moss says, here's what New England does in the – the defensive coordinators look at him like, huh? <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Wouldn't you just wouldn't you listen to the guy who just came from that offense if you're preparing for a game? I mean, Do- <laughs> so, and then you cut him the next day without telling the Wolves. I mean, that was just that created the whole disaster in 2010. Text open at three five two seven zero. Do I dare say Michael? Yeah, probably make a case for it. Well, either. you could. I mean, he still had some decent numbers, but he just was... Yeah. I don't have his numbers in front of me. He was me, just but I, lost, I mean, yeah. in, in the shuffle of everything that they were trying to do. The fact it, that, he, that he physically wore a different yeah. number was tough to even to look well, at. Well, it didn't look like the same <laughs> like, person, right? And, oh. and I think for a lot of us, you almost think of it, you kind of put it in a compartment, it's a whole different thing than what we saw during the glory years, and I can't think of any other great superstars like it was like that. Right. You know, because... You could see Carl Malone weirdly look at a Lakers uniform, what he was trying to do. You got with that. Uh, yeah. Where Michael, they were never going to contend for a championship. No. So what are you doing? And, and, and when you were the greatest, I mean, when you say when the topic is held on too long, right. he was still an impactful guy. So, you don't, you know, boxers probably would fit this this question, too. Yes. Not, not, right? Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Held on too Foreman. long. He's got nothing else. He do. Because he, there's the, maybe even Evander Holyfield. Because yeah. the dollars right. dollars were there, but you're in there getting your right. head pounded well, 100%, in. 100%. Yeah, for sure. I think your boy Emmett, I mean, it, it was just, uh, uh, I mean, that just. Tough he, to see him in a different unit, too. Well, and it's the thing where he, when he got the record, he probably could have gracefully walked away, right? Yeah. And, and that and that probably would have been the best thing for everyone. But, you know, as far as quarterbacks, because it's, Play was getting so bad, and he kind of because he had this one of the more dominating defenses we've seen in the NFL. You know, Peyton Manning was able to go out on top because of that, but he yeah. was a shell of himself that last year, and he was a little dinged up too. But yeah, that's a uh, yeah. I, I just brought some up that got that good. Just so the topic, if you just joined us, we we're doing the text club. I held on too long. Sports, men or women, you know, we take your take your pick. You know, you know, I don't know, gymnasts or WNBA players or. You know, Maya Moore shut it down, what, in this last year or two? A couple it, years, yeah. A couple years she's been gone. So let's It's so it. hard with golf because you can go from the one tour to the next and make <laughs> right. a bunch of money, right? So <laughs> right. right. It's just um, depending on when you can go. And then you can always go back and play in the Masters because yeah. you I was a big a Calvin Pete fan. That was my yeah. golfer. And I, I would have 
I would have said, but it ended well for him because the, the universal DH came in. But Albert Pujols was headed down that path, but, sure. he, but he ended well with the with the Cardinals yes. and kind of ended with you know a little bit of you know grace and class, and it ended the right way yeah. instead of trying to stumble his way through the end of his career. You know, names like uh, like Jim Tomei. I think he had a pretty full. I mean, it, I don't, that it doesn't resonate. That held on too right. long doesn't resonate. Really? I mean, yeah, because he had, you know, it's been all right with the Twins, and he was with the Phillies. I mean, he was still and David Ortiz. I, it doesn't uh, that doesn't resonate. He was still. He just kind of knew, and then yeah. Well, a guy who's going out, I think, and he's just playing because he's collecting the paychecks is Cabrera. I mean, I think that you know that's yes. a joke. That's true, but that's that's the guy who's holding on too long just because. Yeah. Why would you walk away from that? I mean, that's that's yeah. a and I guess this yeah that, that's a point. This question is tough because if if you're under contract and you're still getting dollars, you're not necessarily right. dictating holding on too long. But he, your he contract should, he should retire. He should have retired three years ago because he's a shell of himself. I mean, that's yeah. I was going to ask today. Give me your 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 greatest and that NL stranded story. Ugh. Yesterday, and, and Derek, uh, we're not telling stories out of school. Derek slept at the station last night. You worked, and, and, and that stuff hit, and you were I wasn't trapped. driving back to Barnes. Trapped is a bad thing, because we do have a vending machine. I mean, there were yeah. Pop-Tarts still remaining in there. It's not like, you know. If you, you have a couch. Had, and... We have a couch. You, you could have busted into that in case you needed to have food. You had, you know, that. But Derek uh, stuck here. Brad, you were in Holly yesterday doing a game, and that was moved up. But the stories that came out last night from uh, activities going on, and primarily what I was hearing was from a lot of high school activities, where uh, buses that were kind of stuck uh, yeah. five or ten miles Central from Central Cass was right. I mean, my goodness gracious, and 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 people opening up their their armories and homes or places for others to. Yep. Uh, Brad, you you were list- I was in here earlier, and Brad yep. is listing me off. All these things going on, and my gosh, well, there was some good yeah, stuff going on. Yeah, I think uh, Hillsborough Central Valley was up at North Border. They were playing at Walhalla, and apparently they got stranded. So I think between the hotel there and I think parents and everything else, they got they were able to stay safely. Um, I know Davies, their boys hockey team, stayed in Grand Forks last night. They lost to Central. Yeah. Um, I saw Adam Pelcheski, the uh, boys basketball coach at West Fargo. West Fargo High posted something thanking the yeah, uh, athletic director, well, the activities Fork. coordinator, well, Logan Nithun, the overall AD in West Fargo, yeah. and also uh, Justin Bame, who's the in-house coordinator at uh, West Fargo High, uh, thanking them, saying, I don't know if they had to stay over, or if they got taken care of, or whatever it was. Was this in Grand Forks? Yeah, yeah the Packer boys were at Central That's right. Night, so. so a lot of folks in uh, Grand Forks, I'd mention, I ran into Tank McNamara, who got a call from uh, Paul Jurgens, whose son, I believe, was officiating hockey in Grand Forks, and they got as far as the Hillsboro, and it was couldn't see literally in front of the windshield of his car. So they got pulled over. They're, they're in Hillsboro. So everybody's calling like Tank going, who do you know in Hillsboro that could house some people that are dislodged? And then I guess what they ended up, it was like opening up an armory or someplace for people to, to be in. So, I mean, the amount of altruism. Was a fun night's sleep. Oh, my gosh. Well, this was a good quote. Nathan Stowe had him on in the postgame, the uh, boys basketball coach at Hawley. I uh, was talking about the genesis of moving this game up uh, last night with Barnesville and Holly and how it uh, turned out. This is a, actually a pretty good line. I was, you know, first time ever in my career, I called another coach while he was in class, and I'm like, I go, Matt, I've never had an administrator come to me in my 20 years and say, hey, should we just move it up? Mm-hmm. It's always been postponed. So I was kind of shook by it, and he's like, well, we want to play, don't we? Yeah, let's play. You know, the kids want to play. We want to play. It's a big matchup. Let's make sure we get it in and stay away from three-game weeks and everything else. So, 
the, the I said this earlier, the amount of quick communication yesterday that happened uh, by activities, directors, coordinators, uh, it, you could just almost feel the buzz in the air of people trying to adjust as fast as yeah. possible. So, yeah, that's a good cut, Brad. And I, I think some people shut her down, you know. Others said, okay, let's move it up. And, and others tried to make adjustments. I think for way. games, I know a couple, like I know Lisbon had a basketball game with Oaks, and it, it didn't involve any region standings or anything. I know Northern Cass had a game, too. They just called off. I think if it didn't, if it wasn't playoff involved or, you know, if it was just kind of a game that they, you know, it's sad to take it off the schedule, but if you have to take it off the schedule, so be it. I think, you know, I think sometimes the importance of the games maybe had something to do with it too because yeah. we're running out of right running out of days running out of days uh, hockey hockey well hockey yes uh, but uh, wrestling yes. coming up I mean it's Wednesday and tomorrow we uh, we lit the, we light the fuse on wrestling yes uh, we do up. yes we do uh, come, Travis Lamar will be joining us he can tell you about what happened with Central Cass uh, who kind of stood by that. What were they? Did you say five miles from home? Yeah, I think it was about five miles from home. So there's that stretch, and anybody who's been out there, and I did it for a long time. Um, you get west of Maple River Golf Course, and, and until you get to about maybe about a mile before you get to Castleton, there's about a four or five mile stretch in the winter. That's pretty wide open, and I think that's where they got uh, that's where they got stuck. I uh, I text Matt Norman, the uh, boys basketball coach, this morning. I said, just glad to hear you guys made it back, and. Just said, thankfully, it was more of just a long hangout. We said, we were in the bus. We were all safe and warm. We just had to wait this out. Here's a question for you. I know we have a text club question out regarding athletes on the title being held on too long, so feel free to do that. What is the uh, the, the most vast region in the state of, in the Dakotas or Minnesota where you can, remember the scene in the movie Fargo where he's trying to find a place to bury the money and he's, he looks Sticks to his out. left and it's just land. <laughs> <laughs> to the right, <laughs> like Brad's explaining the area. I get what they're meaning because you yeah. just feel like well, you're in a vast uh, area. Someday I'll take you on a drive from Barnsville at Comstock. and uh, Vast? I'll take. Oh, yeah. You could go Highway 46. Yeah, I was just going to say that, too. <laughs> you go a long on the way straight, to uh, Brad's uh, home. Long, time. straight road. Yeah. Uh, so this isn't like the, like rugby, the National Geographic of Southern North Dakota. I want to know where the most one point in this in our region where you look to the right, to the left, forward, behind, Ada, it, it is maybe. nothing but What's that? Pearly to Ada. Maybe. Oh, that's that's yeah. not a bad one. Is that a um, well? It's just yeah, it's, it's just flat, you know, and in, in this part of the valley, twenty-seven from Lisbon to the eighteen turnoff is twenty-six <laughs> miles, and it seems a lot longer than that. I mean, mm-hmm. if you stand there and look to the west, you can see Forsyth, Montana. Yeah, no, that's. <laughs> I would say, like you know, saving to my hometown, but it's there's a few trees there, so yeah, this. Yeah, we've but, got some areas, and we love it. It's, it's a beautiful. I would say, you know, for, for my mom grew up in Comstock to Barnesville. There's stretches there where it, it mm-hmm. kind of looks like that. It's a very flat road. <laughs> That's where we foolishly saw how fast cars could go sometimes. Well, sometimes when yeah. you, yeah, with that. Foolishly. Yeah, foolishly. Do as I say, not as I did, kids. Thank you. That's exactly right. You are apparent when we come back. By the way, Alec, uh, uh, Alex uh, Dubord will uh, will be joining us coming up. Uh, uh, Doobie, uh, is it 12.15 yet? Yeah, Dubes and uh, and um, and Manny Boscan have been re-signed by the Fargo nice. Moorhead Redhawks, and uh, I was allowed to announce that at twelve fifteen. So I'm five, five minutes late. <laughs> so there you go. So Alex Dubord will join us. Good to have Alex Dubord. The guy can throw.
and uh, Manny can play and hit. As <laughs> That's good. So he'll join us. Travis Lamar joining us next. It's a busy Wednesday. It's the Jack Michael Show. Derek and Brad Anderson on 740 The Fan. Brad and I, for this uh, conversation, when uh, Derek, we were going to uh, come in wearing singlets, but uh, our company doesn't allow that, Brad. Uh, that would have been, unless you've got some old singlets you used to, uh, to wear. No, I, Me and a singlet. I could probably find a couple. <laughs> I, I know people, so. you got to have definition and tone and look really athletic Correct. to be, yeah, that, that kind of thing. Uh, those of you that are in uh, town or on your way, well, be safe, because some roads are still, you know, 29 is still... Uh, locked up from Fargo to Grand Forks, so be safe. But as you come into Fargo-Moorhead in West Fargo uh, for the state wrestling tournament, we certainly welcome you on board and, and lock into 740 The Fan. And Travis Lamar joining us today, Central Cast. Travis is Travis wears so many hats. Brad and I were going, we got like 19 different angles we could talk to Travis about, uh, not the very least of being the Squirrels boys basketball team, who was, I believe, in Richland last night, yep, uh, making their way uh, back to, uh, to, to Castleton and, and like many people out there, had them found themselves a little bit on the roadside. So, Travis, we might as well start there before we talk wrestling. How are you doing today, Coach? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Uh, doing well. I, I, I know everything was fine and, and, and everybody got over okay, but I'm sure there was a, a good Samaritan or two involved in that or some patience involved, at least by the Squirrels uh, team last night, huh? Yeah, for sure. I mean, a lot of patience, uh, a lot of credit to our coaches, our bus driver, you know, keeping everybody calm and um, – you know, just working together with, with the admin team and the highway patrol and, and everybody that, that was out there trying to, uh, you know, make sure that our, our kids got home safely. And, and knowing uh, teenage, whether it be girls or boys, uh, they're okay. The, back in the day when we were, we didn't have the phone, so maybe we would have pulled out a, a word find or something. I don't know how we would have passed our time. But nowadays, Travis, you know, they, it doesn't matter where you are. I'm sure they entertain themselves for a few minutes, I'd imagine, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, that, that that's the beauty of technology. You're able to kind of pass the time with, with that. And, and honestly, it was, it was good for us to have, to have that too, because kids were able to contact their parents. Uh, we were able to see right where they were on the road with, you know, like, uh, you know, life 360 apps and, yeah. and stuff like that. So, so we knew where they were. We just couldn't quite get to them as soon as we as soon as we wanted to. Well, I'm I'm glad that, that things worked out, and, and and not the only one. I know that Brad and I and Derek were talking about various things last night of, of folks that were finding shelter place or just staying in a place so others can get to them safely, and that's that's how we do it, Travis. In this part of the world, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we're that's, hardy people. That's North Dakota. Yeah. yeah. You guys have a, you guys kind of have an emergency plan in place in case something like this happens. Yeah, I mean, you know, we met uh, as soon as as soon as we found out about it. You know, Coach Norman was was in contact with us, and uh, as soon as we found out about it, we were, you know, basically the admin team, or you know, the the vast majority of the admin team were were in contact with each other and and just kind of working through it. You know, Mr. Fornis was working with with the Highway Patrol and and um, you know trying to contact like Gordy's and and, and stuff to see if we could get there. Um, I was working with Deputy Scott, our SRO, um, just to see what the status was like through through Highway Patrol and, and, and different things there. Um, Nikki, you know, Mrs. Wixo, our, our high school principal, her daughter was on the bus. She's a stat, so you know, so we had we had really close contact too to see you know how the students were doing and, and stuff that way as well. So, but yeah, no, it was a lot of pieces in place and you know a lot of communication going back and forth all the way until. 
all the way until they pulled into our parking lot, basically. Yeah. Uh, it's one nice thing out there is you've got you've got a place like Gordy's, for example. I'll give them a plug that they they've got they've got they're out there ready off the interstate. Sheriff's office has a location in Castleton that's right off the interstate too. So I mean that having those resources there definitely uh, definitely help. Now the reason we called you now, so yeah, get to, let's, let's get, go into, to wrestling. get into let's, some let's... wrestling here now, Travis. <laughs> the, the, the fun stuff. Um, you guys, it's gonna be a busy weekend, obviously for you. You're involved with both the boys and the girls programs. You've got uh, you've got a son and a daughter wrestling in it. So I mean, it's a busy weekend for you guys. But um, um, we'll go on the boys' side here first. You guys are the number uh, four seed. You get Northern Lights, and I don't think you, I I don't believe you wrestled them in duels, but I know they came to your tournament. And you've seen them over the course of the year, right? Yep. Yeah, we uh, you know we they're a great team. Um, you know they're well coached. Um, it's it's funny we've kind of we've kind of built a little rivalry with them, kind of on the individual side. You know, some of our better individuals have been matched up with some of their better individuals. Um, coaching staffs get along great. Uh, you know, we've we saw them at the DLB tournament, the rugby tournament. They came to our tournament, so so we've definitely seen each other this year. Uh, but you're right that we have not dueled, and uh, it should be a great matchup in that first round uh, for both squads. To be honest with you. As you prep your athletes, and 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 this is this is that culmination time, and and wrestling is 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 so different than some of the other sports. It's a team sport, but it's an individual sport, Travis. It's unique in this fact. It's why I love wrestling. It's unique in the fact that you've got individuals that make up a team, yet it is such an individual sport wrapped in a team concept with the duels. So, how do you separate the two, Travis, from a coach's angle, and then, as Brad mentioned, from a from a parent angle? How do you step out of your body and just allow yourself to be a parent? This has got to be an intriguing weekend for you. Yeah, you know, it's it's something that we we look forward to every year. Obviously. Um, you know, the individual piece in the dual piece, you know, we, we love the dual atmosphere that it brings and, and um, you know, the camaraderie that it brings brings your team. And you know, I tell everybody, you can go and win a state title with, you know, five, six really good kids um, on the individual side, but it, it takes a full team to, to pull off a dual championship, which, you know, we're, we're excited to, to get a chance to compete there. But like I told the kids last night, I said, look, you know, the duels will be there Saturday, but right now this this is all about you. This is your individual prep. Your mental prep is just on your uh, just on yourself and, and your opponent that you have in the first round. Uh, we take it match by match until until the tournament's over. But you know this is a this is a long, grueling sport, and you guys put in a ton of work. So don't let anything distract you from what your individual goals were for this year. We'll worry about the dual portion of it Friday night. Um, when we're done with the individual and, and then we'll start shifting our focus to the duel at that point. So, um, you know, it's really just making sure you have the right state of mind going into, going into the dome and, and, and focusing on what you, what you can control. And, and that's really just you out on the mat. Um, as far as me, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, I'm, I'll, uh, I'll bounce back and forth. And, um, you know, the last two years, uh, we've, we've only had our, our daughter wrestling, um, Peyton, Peyton tore his ACL two years in a row uh, on the football field, and um, so he wasn't able to compete. So this year it's just been a bonus, you know, having having him out there and, and getting to watch both kids, and and uh, it's been it's been a chore for my wife and I, just making sure that we're bouncing back and forth. Uh, you know, we got a tournament in Napoleon, and uh, at the same time we got one going on in Hillsboro. So one of us is one place, and the other one's the other. So 
but it'll be fun. I mean, we're all under one roof and, you know, a lot of people coming to watch and it should, it should be an exciting time for squirrel wrestling. Well, I know you've been very heavily involved in getting girls wrestling off the ground in this state and your program has had a great season. They won the East region dual title. They're the top seed um, East region individual champs and, and there's, there's got to be a lot of pride just to see how the just in, in a short amount of time, really in about two or three years, how that's grown from now. You know, we've got east and west regions, and now we've got a dual, an individual, and state, and then then the the sport continues to grow on that side. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we uh, when we started this thing the year before it was sanctioned, uh, the group of girls that we had, you know, we really talked about being pioneers and um, really setting the sport up for success going forward and. And I really credit, you know, my girls to, to doing that. They've, they've not only been great uh, advocates for the sport in our own school, but they've been great advocates for the sport in other schools too. I mean, you know, you'll see them at tournaments, you know, like really good friends with some of our biggest opponents. And I think that's, that's probably the coolest part. You know, they've, they've been the team that's gone out there and, and really, you know, welcomed other teams that were brand new to it. And, and, you know, I've have tried to help share, you know, uh, their experiences. Um, you know, I've, I've told any coach out there, call me and, and I, I will tell you everything, every growing pain that we went through year one to year two. And, and, um, you know, we just really want to see the program grow. And, and it's, you know, it was pretty cool to win the first ever state championship. Um, and, you know, like we, we set the goal this year that we wanted to be the first ever region champs too. And, and then when they added the duels, that kind of added to it. Like we, we wanted to win the East region duels as well, you know, to kind of knock out all the firsts. We wanted to be that squad and, and our girls set their mind to it and, and they accomplished it and couldn't be any prouder of the group that I've got and, and all the work that, that they've put in to, to get to where we currently are right now. That's so well said. Travis Lamar joining us from Central Cass and, and to follow, to piggyback on that coach, the, the, uh, Usually, it, it, you have to diffuse the stereotypes. You have to then garner or get some type of participation, numbers to grow, then go out and perform. And all of a sudden, now you've got a program. The stereotypes are gone. The numbers are there. Now we're competing. And now it becomes normal. And it's kind of sad that it has to be. It seems like it has to go that way, Travis. But that's what that pioneering thing you just talked about. And it seems like that's where like girls wrestling in the state of North Dakota. All right, boom, stereotypes gone, bang, participation, boom, competition. And now sports directors and sportscasters, it's, it's part of the fabric. You know, it, it's sad that it has to go through that, though, Trav. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, it's um, – but we definitely saw it. I mean, I, I remember being at tournaments and, you know, uh, I'll say having old guard come up to me and, and can't believe that, you know, we're, we have girls wrestling going right. on. And, and, you know, there's still a lot of, you know, still a lot of old-fashioned thinking saying that they shouldn't be out there doing that. Um, you know, I guess that's just not where we're at. Um you know, we, you know, in today's society, you believe that, uh, you know, you can do, you can do anything you want to do. It doesn't matter what, what sex or race you are, you know, that's, that's supposed to be what, what you raise your kids up to be. And, and, um, you know, we definitely don't want to put any roadblocks in there just because, well, it's only been a boys thing forever, you know, or it's too tough for you or, or anything like that. I mean, watching these girls wrestle and, and, and what they've overcome, I mean, it, they it's not just girls wrestling anymore. Now it's just wrestling. You know, it, it just so happens that the girls do it on the mat and, you know, and the boys are on the one next to it. So. That's well put. 
Yeah, that is well put. I, I have, uh, I just have one more for Travis, uh, and we thank him for his time. <laughs> Busy couple days <laughs> coming up in front of uh, Travis, the uh, individual. I, I'm a big fan of the movie Vision Quest. I've said this over the years on the show, and I know that there was Loudon Swain, and then he wrestled Shoot, and that was the big part of the movie. You know that, and then the, yep. the, the Lunatic Fringe song came on, and everybody wanted to go out and and wrestle. It was Swain versus Shoot, and here we go. Is there a Loudon Swain versus Shoot and Class B individual? In this, in this tournament, what do you what do you think? What are some uh, and and you can just take us into Central Cast and maybe highlight some of your uh, girls or boys too. But is there any that that rise above that 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 we could see this? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, like every weight class really has kind of their top dog uh, as you go through it. Some weight classes, just like on the boys' side, are a little bit deeper than others. Um, you know, I think you see a definite uh, separation on the girls' side from the top to. To the next level just because of the the class a and the class b combined right um sure and just not not really because it's class a and it's class b but more just some of the girls that are wrestling in the class a have been wrestling freestyle and greco and in in you know in the usa portion for for more years than what we've had in the class b side um but yeah no I, you know some of the girls in, in all the weight classes, uh, you know, like you look at the girl from Grand Forks, Alyssa Johnson, I mean, she's an absolute beast. Mm. Um, so anybody that can get on the mat and, and potentially upset her, I mean, that's, that's, that's your marquee matchup there, you know, for, you know, as far as, as far as referring back to vision quest, um, <laughs> you know, we've got, we've got a girl at a hundred pounds who's the number one seed in the state tournament. Um, and it's going to be a tight weight class, no matter no matter how it shakes out, her first round match is against a girl from Kindred who she's wrestled a few times and keeps getting closer and closer every time. And it's, you've seen that all the way through is, you know, like the girls just keep getting better every time they step on the mat. And, um, you know, we have a few that are number two seeds, uh, you know, Katie Sinner at heavyweight. She was a state champ for us last year. She's looking to, you know, maybe get some revenge if she can get to that finals match. Um, you know, my daughter, Grace Lamar is a two seed. Uh, she's, She's sitting behind Lindsey Anderson from West Fargo, who, nice. who is another great wrestler. Um, you know, we have Jordan Flynn, who's who's a two seed at 155, uh, was a runner up last year um, as well. And uh, you know, she's sitting behind a Bismarck girl. So, um, you know, there's there's definite, definite, definitely some key matchups that we we look forward to, you know, getting a shot at. Um, but like we said, you know, you got to take it one match at a time and, and, and see where we get to uh, when it's all said and done. Um, you know, we told everybody we've got targets on our back this year, you know, because, you know, on the girls' side, we're returning state champs. And on the boys' side, we were expected to be where we are. So targets are there. You got to be ready to wrestle. And, um, you know, you got to be ready to battle for every point that you can score. I love it, man alive. I love it. I love it. And we talked about stereotypes earlier on this. I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure there's a. Bishop Ryan Boy, that's a one seed. Well, there is, and I'm sure you got these pockets. Kind of bad. You're from Lisbon, for goodness sake. Well, so. they've got. I know that Gracia Rolfs uh, having a good year there on the yep. girl side there, and I think of uh, one. I think was in your program, and then now Northern Cass is on their own. McKenna Bellings had a really good uh, yeah. year too. So she has, and you know, and, and her and Gracia have wrestled five times this year. I think is what it was. And yep, they're four and one, but you know, Gracia got the last one, and Gracia's gotten closer and closer and closer every time. And, Travis, do you know each other's moves at that point? By the way, I don't want to cut you off. Do, do you, yeah, we no. always talk about ten, like basketball. I'm like, okay, Brad uses right a lot. He doesn't go to his left. I da, 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 da. Is wrestling the same? Yep. No, I mean you definitely have your tendencies. You know, kids, 
kids have their favorite takedown. If you can, if you can stop their favorite takedown and force them to get to their two or their number three, number three move from their feet, you know, that's a positive for you. And, you know, you, we watch film on, on wrestling, just like we do with, with football or basketball. And, you know, we study our opponents and, and try to get that, that leg up on them, if you will. So when we step on the mat, we know what we're expecting. Ah, good stuff. Uh, getting underway uh, tomorrow. I would ask you how your meals are at home when you have wrestlers. You know, wrestlers have to be so good eating. So I'm sure there's like big eating yeah. nights and then <laughs> there's no eating nights. Who knows? Yeah, you know, uh, we, uh, so both, both of our kids, um, son wrestles at um, 132 and my daughter wrestles at 130. Um, and I was, I was a heavyweight, so that'll tell you how much, how much I like food. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they both been really disciplined with their diet and stuff like that. I mean, they get supper every night and, and all the, all those kind of things, but it's not the typical suppers we're used to, right? We're not ordering pizza from the pizza ranch or, you know, those kind of things. So my wife and I make sure that we take, uh, we take every Wednesday night and that's our grocery night. We'll go into town and get groceries after practice. And then her and I will usually stop somewhere and get something to eat. So it, you know, that way the, the kids aren't with us and that's they don't awesome. have to live through that type of life. So. <laughs> that's awesome. What is that, kale, honey? Put that back. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Travis, uh, hey, thanks for coming on. I'm glad we had a chance to, to talk and promote, certainly, uh, wrestling, and we'll, we'll continue to do so on this. And I'm glad the boys got back safely uh, last night uh, on the bus. So good stuff. Good luck to the family and, and the team and all those wrestlers. Travis, thanks for the time today. Thank you so much, and thanks for having us on. Yeah, you bet. What a great, uh, great human being, Travis Lamar, joining us from Central. He's uh, he's a good one. He is no doubt about it. One of the good ones, as they say. Yeah, no doubt. That's why I could never wrestle. I loved wrestling. A lot of friends, dear friends, that were wrestlers who went on to wrestle in college. It was the diet part of that, Brad. Yeah, I, don't I know guess how discipline they would have been the word to use. Oh uh, yes, I've. Nowhere did I've... it say eclair. Go ahead and have eclairs as many as you want. Right. Yeah, that's a drawback. Yeah. Yep. A lot of good storylines there. Let's see if Lisbon, you know, can defend <laughs> Class B. You got Bowden Greenlee who's finishing up his outstanding career with the Broncos, and Class A is going to be interesting to see how it shakes out there. And you know, I think the girls' piece is really just added another uh, intrigue, another uh, layer. Yeah. Layer. And, and and Travis is right. I think that's um, just where that has spawned. Um, you know, Kindred has one girls wrestler and, and uh, I think Northern Cass has a couple and Lisbon's got a few and, you know, mo- maybe over time that continues to grow. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, you can go to, uh, in fact, if, if you want to follow along and we'll certainly have it and, and have updates and as, as we get them on, on 740thefan.com, but if you want to break down the classes and various, I know trackwrestling.com is a good site to go to that, yes. that, that can break all that down. They do a fantastic job on that site. And, and the Metro Tournament Committee in, in Fargo does a great job uh, putting forth information so that we come back. Well, he's re-signed with the Red Hawks. Oh, he's got a big arm. I'm Mr. Dubor joining us next right here. It's the Jack Michaels Show, a Wednesday edition on 740 The Fan. It is a uh, peak of the week Wednesday. Jack Michaels Show, Brad Anderson in the house. Uh, we've put Derek, who stayed last night because he had the all-night, and then he was kind of... Eh, trapped is the word, but with the road, so he was in. So he's kind of getting those uh, second wind juices uh, flowing on a Wednesday. And uh, y- you notice when the Super Bowl ended, how many people tweeted out, baseball, 
on deck. You know, pitchers and catchers reporting uh, coming up this week. And, and, and for the Fargo-Moorhead Redhawks, of course, the question with the Fargo-Moorhead Redhawks and the American Association, can you repeat the champions, and then uh, they're gonna they're gonna kind of soak in the championship. There'll be a rings, you know, ceremonies coming up at opening night and all of that. And then the question be, can they repeat? Well, you need players to do that. And uh, there was a pretty special team uh, last season, and exactly uh, one of the reasons, number of the reasons, was the man we've got coming on now, and that is Alex Dubord, who. If you had a bat, that's not a good place to be is at the plate facing Alex Dubord because you're probably going to be chasing something. Alex joins us today. Hi, Alex. How are you doing today, bud? Good. How are you? Doing fantastic. How's the uh, the offseason going for And I, I, I stopped to say offseason because it seems like you've been pretty active in the offseason, but how has it been since uh, since you won the American Association Championship by last summer? It's been good, you know, staying busy, always something to do, coaching little kids, so Big thing for me is just staying busy with all this crappy weather we got going up here. But <laughs> well, and you, other than that, it's been good. You enjoy the outdoors too. I know that you and your significant other, you guys stay pretty active because you like to hit the ice, don't you? A little bit, Alex. Yeah, absolutely. That's been my obviously my main goal a little bit here in the off season, trying to get some me time on the nature. But yeah, ice fishing is big for me, especially now. It's, uh, it's a good time. Uh, it, it was sp- such a special season, Alex, and you played on some really good clubs as as a professional and even leading up to that but have you been able to to sit back and reflect and then kind of put that away and get ready where where are you sitting and and, and talk about how special that was Alex uh, last year I mean yeah I mean as you can, I mean it's kind of hard to explain to be honest it's just cool being the hometown kid and then having it all fall into my hands it's kind of up to me to win it or lose it so I mean that emotions obviously non-reachable if anything in my opinion so Good feeling, great feeling. Haven't really thought much about it. You know, obviously been busy with this offseason, but main goal is just to be back better than ever, obviously better than I was last year. So put the head down and kind of just been working for the most part. I don't know, and this is why sports are great, because you can't script it, and why baseball is specifically great, because you really can't script baseball, Alex, because I don't know who would have scripted what game five of the Miles Wolf Cup final was going to be, a game that if you listened to it or were there watching it and experience it with it, Alex Dubord uh, threw the, the final uh, three innings and it did not allow a hit. And everybody, you know, we loved it. You know, Leopoldo Pena drives a ball up the middle and, and here comes Correa chugging around third and he slides in. And what you realize that to put in that situation, you had to stop Milwaukee and you didn't allow a hit your last three Take me back to that. Was that adrenaline flowing through you, Alex, or was it exhaustion? What, what you what did you have left in the take? Obviously, it worked. Uh, I mean, I don't want to go into too much into detail, but obviously people don't really know this, but I was dealing with some arm issues at the time. Okay. So, I mean, like, there, obviously the emotions definitely took over, but didn't want them to take over too bad. So there's a couple different things I was thinking about, obviously, which you don't want to be thinking about in that situation. But main thing for me was just, who cares about the arm? We can figure that out later, and let's just get through this. Uh, there's an athlete, folks. There, try to win <laughs> that's great insight, Alex, because a lot of people don't understand, and even those of us uh, traveling with you, and, and Brad, you've done this and been in there before either, where you know something about an athlete that might not be 100%, but it's not your place to share that information over a broadcast. And and for Alex, who's gone through some things, as much as you want to say, no, here's the reason why they're knocking him around. The arm isn't there, and he's – so you don't do that, and it's funny, uh, Alex, you mentioned that because uh, when you're a pro athlete, you have to somehow put that aside. I don't know how you do it, Alex. I, do you just it's, do it? 
And that's the thing. Uh, I mean, last year, it wasn't like a serious arm injury, but it's something to where, like, you're not 100%. Obviously, professional baseball, this is my job, and every time I go out there, I'm supposed to be the same person I always am or who I am. So, yeah, you kind of just got to just – I don't even know how to describe it. You kind of just man up and right. show they have no pain and go go do your thing. It's 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 incredible. A couple of minutes remaining, Alex Dubord joining us today, resigning with the Fargo-Moorhead Redhawks, same day that the Redhawks have announced that – Man, oh, man, oh, Manny Boscan has, too. Pretty special talent uh, in, in Manny Boscan, too, isn't it, uh, Alex? You talk about him as Absolutely. a teammate. yeah. Great player. I mean, plays anywhere on the field, and obviously does a tremendous job at every position, so it's a big spot to fill and have him back for sure. How tough do you think it is uh, because the expectations are there, but in a league that shifts players at any given moment, you know, you could be off signing with, you know, some other club or, or an affiliated ball how tough is it, do you think, Alex, to repeat in in uh, leagues like the American Association? Uh, for sure. I mean, a lot of people that don't really know about this league, I mean, in the last couple of years, obviously, it's gotten a lot better. So the amount of talent there is incredible. And for, like you said, people leaving and going, teams are always changing. So it's definitely not going to be an easy thing to repeat, that's for sure. But my hopes are high, and I feel like we have the same, pretty much the same squad, so we should be able to get it done pretty close. And being a hometown kid, you mentioned the last thing I'll ask you on this is is what it means, and it means something to everybody differently. Everybody appreciates. Everybody saw the champagne popping. It wasn't a dry eye. Everybody was having fun. But it's a little extra, isn't it, Alex, to, to be able to do that in your backyard? I think you've got your own cheering section, for goodness sakes, at Newman Outdoor Field. That, you mentioned, that's pretty special, and you can talk about that, Alex. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, obviously playing professional baseball is my main goal as a kid. And growing up watching the Red Hawks, like, wow, that'd be sweet to do that someday. And then obviously getting drafted to the Giants and never really having any family be able to watch me play professional baseball because, you know, across the country, you're always on the move. So just being able to come back to Fargo and play for my family and play with my family and friends, I guess, it's such a good feeling. And 10th round pick, by the way, the San Francisco Giants. And uh, you've experienced it. You know, you're still young. You're such a young guy. But it's funny how baseball matures you pretty quick, doesn't it, Alex? <laughs> right? Absolutely. I mean, especially going to college on my own at 18 years old. Uh, yeah, you got to find out what real life is like about real quick. All right. I got a text here, Alex. Uh, asked to, to ask you if you have any me- memories playing for Pulse 400. You were one of the originals. Oh. Yes, I was, actually. And the cool thing is now that I'm back at the ball yard, uh, Post 100 is kind of starting up. So, obviously, I'm with these guys pretty much two days a week, and they're picking my brain, which I love, and I wish I would have had that. So, I'm trying to take advantage of it and give them as much insight as possible. It's expanded a lot from you when we heard it in that program. Absolutely. It came a long way, that's for sure. Yeah, that's a, that's a great that's a, that's a great text that came in uh, on Post 400. You know, they can look at it and say, look, we can play pro ball. We can be paid playing baseball. They got it signed with the Giants organization, and, and, and now he's got a championship with the Red Hawks and still at a young age getting it done. We've got a plug-in for the ball yard, too, so the Skugs and then the crew over there. That thing has been a godsend, and I remember the genesis when Mike was – you know, there's a big investment uh, for him. They had to kind of take the walk oh, yeah, off, walk off sure. the plank a little bit, didn't he, Alex? But, boy, yeah. you really got things working over there, don't you? Yeah, we're not to where we want to be yet, but it's definitely came a long way, and it's definitely benefiting the Fargo-Moorhead area for sure with baseball. So baseball really and softball, too, right? I mean, you name your oh, – should... Yes, you're right, 100% softball as well. It came even probably further than baseball with the ball you're being around, I'll be honest. 
Alex, be looking forward to some long trips with you. You know, they're always uh, they're fun and joyous. Okay, not everyone. It's just long trips sometimes, <laughs> but most of them are fun. Uh, thanks for on the short notice coming on with us today and, and talk a little ball, and I'm sure we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, bud? Absolutely. Appreciate it, Jack. You got it. Alex Dubord joining us today. Uh, uh, announcement made today by the Red Hawks. He is re-signed with the champion. Bogomore had Red Hawks along with Manny Boscan, and that team continues to be put together. And it's different, Brad. As you know, independent ball is different. Uh, you're not sure... It's not like the Twins. You know, these guys are coming by. They're on contract for this. You could, boom, have another offer. It's like and, junior college athletics. <laughs> right. It's, it's like change you don't know from year to year. It's like whether you ask uh, Doug Simonick back in the day or Chris Coast now, and, yeah. and, and the GM's going, okay, this guy's under contract, but is he going to play? Or this guy's under He's got an opportunity to do something else. And now, you know, so when May hits, you'll know who's in camp at – we got Travis Lamar, thank you. Alex Dubord, thanks for joining us today. Uh, be safe out there driving. I know, let the crews do their work. The force game is on tonight. Force is on. 6.05. Sioux Falls? The, uh, yes, wow. the, apparently the Stampede are going to make it. So. The only problem with that is I wish it were a rivalry game. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, they don't, it's like they don't <laughs> those, face each other enough over the course of the season. Those yeah. two, those secrets Ten times. between the two of us. That'll be here on the fan, uh, 5.50 pregame. All right, man. Oh, yeah, so I have a game to prepare for again. Oh, so you so. got that today. I have that today. Gosh. Okay, put it, the other hat on. It, okay, it, that it hat. never ends. <laughs> never ends. <laughs> Common Man is coming up next, and uh, as Brad mentioned, for us tonight. Uh, Common next on 740 The Fan on 107.3 FM. We are KNFL.